Everybody and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host Eddie Hill, along with our other host James Toops. Uh, Rick Warren is going to be off tonight because he is uh, in the process of hunting, and from what I understand, he has a big old buck already. So uh, they're going to be tied up a little bit, taking care of that. Rick, proud of you, man. Doing good. Wishing you the best out there. You got now all the work starts after you had all that fun today hunting. So uh, enjoy. <laughs> mm, yep. So as everybody's probably seen, we're going to be talking about dogmen. Or as if you're from Louisiana, like uh, James is, I have to explain this to him, the Rougarou. And once I said Rougarou, James knew what it, I was talking it's funny. about. I hadn't. Yeah, I knew I knew exactly what you were talking about. And uh, me and Darren had this conversation earlier. He's like, uh, so you guys have this called dog, man. I'm like, now nah, we got dog girls down there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got some swamp donkeys down there, but uh, never heard of the dog man before. You know, what the hell is that? And uh, he's like, oh, that's the, uh, and he, he put it some kind of way. And I was like, I picked it up and I'm like, oh, the Rougarou. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. So uh, big fight, man. Oh, Okay, so if you're below, let me, let me just, let me, Eddie, let me put this out of here. If you are below Highway 90, um, you're pretty much concise, and that's me, okay? And uh, anything below Highway 90, everything ends with an X. Go. G-A-U-X or G-E-A-U-X <laughs> is go. Felt differently. Uh, Rougarou has an X in it. Um, and me and Darren went on with this earlier. You know, it was pretty funny. And, uh, but yeah. Uh, so never heard of that. So I guess above I ten, like Baton Rouge area, and above Dog Man, never heard of that. You know the forty, and it's one I've been alive. Never heard the term Dog Man. Yeah, the whole eighteen years I've been around, I've you know it, it, it took me a while, but I finally heard about it. You know it sucks being a teenager. And man, it's a big thing. <laughs> no, it was great. I'd, I'd love to go back. It was great knowing what I know now. I'd love to. Go go back but now, growing up as a kid um that's something that they talk about big time all the time you know and they go to bed before the rugger comes in your room and gets you they're gonna bite you that shit and so you hear it all the time you know from these old ladies and it's funny as hell but you know it sticks with you it's like hey man is this something that's going what's this you know is this a real deal what's happening absolutely dog man's a new one for me 
Ashley, it's a pleasure to have you on the channel, man. I've been doing great. Uh, haven't heard from you in a while, but it's good to see you on here. Glad you could make it on. Uh, and uh, yeah, but you know, the Dogman is such a big item. People don't realize how many sightings of Dogman there are every single year. And not only that, but there's a lot of Dogmen that are, uh, they're, they're basically, they're blamed for a lot of these missing persons reports up in these state parks. So, I mean, that happens quite a bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I know up um, in Louisiana, I only have, only I know up in Louisiana, you so much as mentioned Rougarou to anybody over there and they'll slam the door in your face. You know, they don't even want you breathing. They the know word. exactly what you're talking about. No, <laughs> they yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. And there's, there's a, actually another one. There's two, there's the Rougarou and that's, that's for the actual way to say that Rou. And then they have the uh, Fleece Flali. And I'm not really sure about what that one is. Um, but the Rougarou, is, it, it is, I mean, man, I have a movie. Um, it's kind of like a bootleg movie, but it's it's something they, they came up with down the by. Okay, so another term, down the by. I say down the by, that means Homo, Dulac, Chauvin, Cocodry, any of those guys down there, you know, down the by. You, you, you're below <laughs> Highway 90. It's a whole different breed of animal. It really is. You're not, you know, people down there don't go, oh, yeah, well, I'm Cajun. And no, 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 no. I'm a frigging coon ass. That's straight up. I'm a coon ass. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's a big like a difference. Of honor. And some people are folks, they'll be like, man, no, that's a derogatory term. I'm like, get your derogatory ass out of my face because I'm a straight up coon ass and I wear that proudly. And, you know, we're from down to Bay. So anywhere from down to Bay, from below Highway 90, you're going to hear Rugaru, Fleece Flali, uh, Devil Swamp. There's a lot of things down there that, that are folklore, but it's, you kind of question it because you've been hearing this stuff for generate. And like, you go to Devil Swamp, that's one of the heaviest places that you, you're supposed to see this thing. Um, I don't know if it's swamp gas, but in Devil Swamp, it, it's called Devil Swamp for a reason. Mm -hmm. There's orbs of light that float across uh, cane fields and in the womb, things like that. And it's, it's really, really weird. <laughs> so funny story. So me and my um, ex-wife, I only have two, first ex-wife, um, we were in Devil Swamp because we were, you know, we were like 18 or 20 or something like that. And we were like, you know what? Screw this whole uh, Rougarou shit. We're going to go to Devil Swamp and check it out, right? So we get down there to Devil Swamp, and there's a train track that runs in between, like in the middle of a cane field. Because as you know, down in South Louisiana, everything's cane field, and there was a lot of slave workers down there. There's a lot of things going on like that down there. So we get down there, and then we, we get up to this train track, and we're sitting outside the truck, and we're just hanging out looking around, you know, like, all right, well, I don't see this. I guess let's get the hell out of here. We get in the truck. And as soon as I cross over the train tracks, something hit the side of my driver's side. And no lie, it looked like a bear. <laughs> I really? I freaked out because I've never seen a bear in real life. Yeah, it looked like a friggin' bear hit my door, like my drive my truck. I started it up, you know, I put it in. I, was, I had a standard, so I stuck it in first, popped my um, emergency brake, and started to move. And that thing went, bam, hit my door. And I looked, I said, what the hell was that? And it looked like a bear. 
So I was like, oh shit, that's a freaking brown or black bear or something, you know? So we have black bears down, not very often, but, you know, they're there. So I was like, oh shit, it's a bear. So, you know, right. I took off, man. And we, I get up, we, we're going down a rock, like a gravel road, like limestone kind of road, you know, real slick kind of road, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I never forget this. We're driving up 40 miles an hour, and I look over, and that freaking bear is keeping up with my truck, man. I was like, what the Sam fuck? So it was literally that? running? Dude, it, it was, was running like, after your truck? Vehicle, like 40 miles of running. It was wow. running like a dog on the side of my vehicle. On the side of my truck, I had a little a little white ass tin, a snowball. I put that thing through hell. But, dude, I looked over, and that's, whatever in the hell that was was running alongside of my vehicle. And now freaked out. <laughs> now I'm like, bears don't run like that. Forty miles an hour. <laughs> That's insane, so, dude. Downshift a couple gears and and get got the hell on out of there. And I'll never. That's something I'll never forget. But that's the only the only story, the only um, uh, real life you know incident that I've had with dealing with something like that. But this this thing freaked me out, dude. Like when it it actually hit the side of my truck, and it was that that was one thing. It's okay. Well, he wants us out of here. So we left, rolled out, and the next thing you know, oh, damn, <laughs> he's keeping up with my truck. So that that's a whole different there. I was well, like, see, a oh lot of people, <laughs> this is you know, uh, a lot of but people think that the Rougarou is a, is a bear sighting, that people have been having bear sightings, and that's what they're seeing. But there are so many distinct mm-hmm. factors that show that a dogman is different from a bear. Um. I mean, it, it's there, mm-hmm. I, and you hear people tell these stories, and these are people that been in bear country. You know, uh, there was a police officer I spoke to that was up from uh, Oklahoma, and he was telling me about a, a call that he had, and he went to uh, investigate. It was a bear call that was in a garbage, and uh, he showed up and was talking with the man from the house, and he had all his kids in. He brought his dog in. And he told him, he said, look, he goes, I don't know what it, what's out there. He goes, it's probably a bear. I brought everybody in. He goes, I am armed just in case, but you might want to be careful. And the officer was like, okay, yeah, I, I've dealt with bears before. You know, no, no problem. When he walked around the house, he uh, encountered a creature that was standing bipedal, probably about eight feet tall. And probably weighed in the neighborhood of five mm. to six hundred pounds, and he said there was absolutely no way in hell that was a bear. He said he's dealt with hundreds of bears calls. Yeah. He knows what a bear looks like. He knows how they act. He said this was no bear. It was standing on two two feet. It did not have a tail. However, it's one of the uh, few uh, reports I've had where it doesn't have a tail. Um, it had extremely long arms, really extremely long arms. And it was turned sideways. Mm-hmm. You could see the pointy ears sticking out of the hair on the, on the head of the, of the animal. It had a long muzzle. It mm-hmm. had very sharp teeth. The hands were extremely large. And I say hands because he says they were hands. Mm-hmm. They weren't paws. They were hands. They had fingers with very yeah, long, sharp paws. nails. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. This creature never looked at him. He shined his light on him, and he had a 12-gauge shotgun loaded with buckshot and slugs. And you know how devastating that can be. 
but he said he was yeah. so scared that he was afraid to pull the trigger because he did not feel the outcome would be in his favor. He started to back away, still had the <laughs> shotgun pointed at this thing. It never looked at him, never turned to face him. It simply turned away from him and started to walk away on, on two feet. He said when he got back to his patrol car, he sat down and he literally started throwing up out of fear. Wow. It's probably a good thing he didn't shoot. I don't know, dude. You know, probably a good thing. I don't know. I don't know if I could have restrained myself that much. If he'd have killed it. uh, Yeah. But if he would have killed it, man, you imagine what kind of story that would have been. But if he was off, uh, they had to chalk it up to a coyote mutilation. You know, I mean, this, this, this is a big, big story down to buy. It's huge, man. Everybody down there, you go down there and you just say, tell me about the Rougarou and everybody has a story. Everybody. It's not just one or two people. It's everybody, man, even little kids. And they still keep the the tradition alive. You know, the little kids even know, well, no, I get at nine o'clock because the Ruga Ruga will come in my room. and So it's all kind of funny shit. But you never know. You never know. There are so many things down there, you know, stories of, uh, you know, from Civil War things all the way through like voodoo. And believe it or not, you don't really hear a lot about voodoo where I'm from. And I'm, I'm from the asshole of Louisiana. And you really don't hear a lot about voodoo. It seems like that that's something that's kind of like phased out and it's just really weird you know just i mean the whole uh, the whole uh perception of louisiana like really south louisiana is way thrown off people see in the media or you know not media but like in tv and, and movies and stuff like that but it's just it's it's real different down there it's it's a whole now i was telling darren earlier it's just it's a whole new breed down there man you know we'd have to go out and, and really explore some stuff you know just to New Orleans is home and further down south where I'm from is even it's night and day. New Orleans is it's got a, it's got its fair share of creepy shit and you know great stuff in New Orleans, man. A lot of history and I love it, love it to death. But it's a whole different animal from from there to. Don't think of Louisiana as New Orleans. That's well south part of it. Don't even think of that as you know. Louisiana, like the gator hunters and all that, 90% of that's bullshit. And I know some of those guys and they, but when you get down from like, say, Bayou Blue, Bayou Black, um, you know, Homa and uh, Gray, and you start moving further south, there's a whole different breed of people down there. And they're tough. It's a, it's a tough group of people. And, um, but the stories are there. You know, the folklore is there. And it's uh, old folks who really, really believe in this stuff. And, you know, like I said, the only experience I've had was with that bear thing on the side of my, I don't know what the hell this day. I still, I still wonder about that. I'm like, what the hell was that? But who knows, man, it's, it's crazy down there. It, there's a lot of weird stuff. You in the swamp at night down there. You really don't, um, you know, frogging, frogging's a big thing. We go down there and get frogs and stuff like that. We'll come 50 frogs in a night in the Atchafalaya, right? But um, there's other things in the woods besides frogs, man. There's a lot of things out there. Uh, it makes really weird noises. Um, screech owls, you get a lot of screech owls. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it sounds like women screaming. It's really strange. It's very strange. Like you just be in the middle of a swamp in the woods somewhere, and all of a sudden you hear this woman screaming in bloody murder, and it's like, what the hell was that? That and was Marie Laveau. Like, oh, that's a screech owl. No, it sounds was- like a female screaming at the top of her lungs getting murdered. It's really, really. Being in the swamp at night is really weird. Yeah, that that it, that was Marie Laveau screaming. It really does. That was Marie Laveau screaming. It'll out. make the hair in your neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it'll, it'll make. Uh, you ever been to her place? Yes, I actually I have. Uh, I've been to what they say is her place. Isn't it cool? Now, what I said, what what I think, so I, I think I don't was, think she's was... in that one area. Hmm. So that was her. That's her shop. That was that was her plate, her business, and yeah, she had a business back then. But she also had a residence too. Stay at that place. So that's not our actual, you know, residence. But since you know her day and her her going and she's passed and everything else, she's even uh, Lafayette Cemetery Number Two. Uh, you ever been to the cemeteries? Yes, I in have. New Orleans. Yes, I have. How dope is that? Right? See a uh, Nicholas Cage's uh, grave. No, I didn't the see pyramid. that one. Yeah, he has a whole pyramid. That's probably about, if I had to put a number on it, probably ten feet tall, by like fifteen by fifteen. It's a pyramid, just like the pyramids in Egypt. And uh, it's that's Nicholas Cage's grave. You know, that's where he's going to be buried at. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, the uh, Marilla Bo, she has a grave out there, and. Uh, there's offerings on her tombstone and or whatever the case and like in her Marie Laveau's house of voodoo on I think it's Decatur I think or Decatur or St. Charles it's one of them off Bourbon Street and um there's offerings and all kind of stuff in there and you know it's walk in and see all this kind of stuff it's really oh there's the video hey I got Did you I buddy. get you back I can see you. <laughs> okay cool I yeah, I, they were they were said, awesome. They, they we were actually talking now. about that they couldn't <laughs> see me on here, so I was like, I wonder what the problem is. And it was the the video. I had to turn it back <laughs> off and then turn it on. Kind of had to reset it for some reason. But uh, real quick, uh, what okay. I want to do, yeah, I really want to try and uh, I'm going to bring a video on on uh, these uh, dogmen that we're actually working on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring. And I'm so I'm gonna jump off. We're gonna we're gonna kill our video feed, and I'm gonna play this uh, deadly dogman that we have going on, that we we've been working on. Uh, I I think I think you're gonna enjoy this. Oh, look at this! See right here. Look. Yeah, it's a deer bone. Right now we're following a river which goes through an area that dogmen have been recently seen. So I brought all these weapons in order for us to take on the expedition. Now, honestly, no, I'm not buying this whole werewolf story. You don't have to buy it. The whole point of the matter is we have expert witnesses that have seen this creature. Don't you think this is a little excessive though? Considering what we're going after, no. I don't know about this place, place. Something wrong, it gives me the creeps. This is some of the thickest country we've been in so far. And with all the sightings that people have said that we're out here, this is gonna be a creepy walk, guys, because it's fixing to get dark. 
There's no telling what is going to be out here. I can't tell what's going on. I mean, I, I can't see anything. I mean, even with the flashlights, it doesn't penetrate very far. Something's moving through the car. Go! You never know what you're going to run into or the dangers that you're going to find while you're out in an area like this trying to locate these hidden animals. There's actually an animal path that goes up through that little canyon right there. I think that's the way we need to go. Let's go. There's something right. up there. I mean, that's deep. That is huge. Whatever it was was coming uphill. It's from right about here to right about here. It's moving right over there. I'm not too worried about being back in here. No, I'm worried what's back there. That's odd, in the middle of nowhere, there's a chain. It's been here a while, but what it is, or what was chained to it, I don't know. Go! Go, 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 go! Hurry up, I don't know what the hell that thing is, but go, move! Hey! Go, move, hurry up! Here's the rest of those bones from that one that we found earlier. was that? You hear those gunshots? Whatever was chasing us really scared the crap out of me. We found some bones. We found what could have been prints. We're not real sure. They were pretty large size. These are the areas that these things were spotted in. I'll tell you what, if we have to run much more like that, I'm signing up for the Olympics. <laughs> And there you have it, everybody. And I see James is not on the, the channel, but yeah, so this is something that we've been working on for a while. And uh, we're going to actually start going out and filming more of this. And I think that you guys are going to really enjoy this once we get out there. We're, we're going to be talking to eyewitnesses, uh, just going into these areas where, where these things are seen. And uh, Gordon, hey man, how you doing, brother? And uh, it, it's going to be one of those shows that is really going to make the hair stand on the stand up whenever you see it, because there's so much that goes on when you're looking for these creatures. So many places and areas that you really don't want to be in. And uh, welcome back, James. Glad you could make it. Where did you? Yeah, I had to. Um... Little boy's room. Where did you, uh, where did you guys? Try again? You broke out on me. Hey, Eddie. Yeah, can you hear me? Hey, where did you guys film that at? That was up yep. in East Texas. I can? You hear me? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, that was up in East Texas. Okay. Yeah, so I probably wouldn't do uh, is go down to South Louisiana and try to hunt this thing. Uh, like, if there was an invite for me to join in on that, go uh just well, just from the uh the stories and and all the stuff you know that i'm i've grew up you know listening to i've only been in texas here years now um so i've spent the first 40 sorry i spent the first 28 of my years uh, you know in uh south louisiana too uh, i moved up here when you know 36 or something like that so i spent that much time down in louisiana and growing up, you know, it's not something I'd go out hunting. 
and looking for. Um, in fact, being in the woods, you know, at night, it just, everybody that I know just kind of like, eh, nah, you don't want to do, unless you're outlawing deer, it happens. Unless you're doing that, you don't want to be in the woods at night. You mean you're like, you out, know, you mean woods anyway. out, you mean out what hunting it, the long lease? Well, come back, you broke up. I said, you mean while you're out hunting the long lease? Yeah. Yeah. Doing that. Exactly. <laughs> doing that kind of stuff. You know, yeah, you're, you're out. Yeah. Sniffing flowers. But you know, it's funny that you <laughs> mentioned, way, man, you know, it's, it's even being in a boat, even like I said, just alligator hunting or, or being out frogging or stuff like that. You, you just hear this weird shit that just comes out of the woods and you don't hear it in the daytime, man. It's at night. Everything in the woods comes alive at night everything in the swamps and all that stuff comes alive at night, you know, and it's just, it's just really weird, eerie kind of, Oh shit. What did I get myself into kind of feeling at nine there? It's just really strange, man. I can take you down there and show you what exactly what I'm talking about. Well, it's, it's, really it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that you, it's funny that you mentioned that James, because, uh, yeah, we're going to be heading that direction before long filming. And you want a location? I got a bunch hey, of them. I, I have received already warnings not to go mm -hmm. from mm. Rugaroos. <laughs> nice. No, I'm serious. What, uh, what areas are you looking at? I can't say that on, on air right yet, but uh, yeah, we were, we, we have been, right, 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 right. including by uh, a person who I really enjoy talking to on uh, online occasionally that is uh heavily connected into that area i was sternly warned by this person not to uh not to head into that area and i was also asked mm -hmm. what if i ran into one what would we do and my response was well honestly i have to say i'm hoping we do not run into one <laughs> you know because these things yeah. They're they're not yeah. they're not just a big cryptid. They're not just an apex predator. They're intelligent. Okay, these things mm -hmm. are intelligent. They they have a very uh, uh, they have a very very unique way of thinking. They're pack hunters. They're mm -hmm. they're also very uh, they're they're very skilled hunters, and they're from what I understand not always not always looking like a wolf these things are actually people mm -hmm. a great majority of the time yeah and that's the stories i've heard too yeah and that's in, in the uh descriptions i've heard too and you say they're intelligent and everything else um no they won't want to use this gasoline in my veins tastes pretty bad so uh the the thing is they're intelligent enough never to have been caught, you know, well, or captured, you know, any thing. of this stuff. I'm not sure. And I've never heard them running packs before, but I've always, I've always heard stories of, you know, uh, your uncles at Paran, something like that in the woods hunting. And he comes across something, uh, behind a tree or, you know, far away that sees these red eyes. And it's like, hell this house. I, I don't need a deer that bad, whatever. And then goes on. You so, know, we I mean, were, it's, it's a big deal down there, man. We became, really we, we became at one point in time, werewolf central and, 
and it was by pure accident. I'm not even sure how we even got there, to be honest with you. But it was, uh, let me tell you, that was a 24-hour job, James. I was getting phone calls hmm. during the day. I was getting phone calls at night. I was getting messages from people. I had no idea who they were. All night long on Facebook telling me where not to go. What? Telling me of people who have been mauled, people <laughs> who have been killed, parts that have been really? found, articles that they were sending to me. And it was insane. Wow. Um, I spoke wow. to a person that is known throughout the Dogman or, or Rougarou, uh, I guess, through, through those networks as the gatekeeper. The gatekeeper is supposedly very powerful, very uh, insightful. People are scared to death of her. And I do mean that. I have spoken to other paranormal investigators who have gone down this rabbit hole and warned us mm -hmm. heavily about not going down that same rabbit hole. It was, yeah. It, you so, know, and, and here's the thing, James. I mean, what do you, what do you, I, I can, I can believe in ghosts. I can believe in Bigfoot. I can believe in aliens and UFOs. But I have to tell you, when I first dove into that rabbit hole, I had a real hard time believing in werewolves. Okay? Jeez. But let me tell you, let me tell you, it didn't take me long before I started believing. There were so many stories, so many people that we spoke to. It was literally, uh, I mean, we had... We had a board up on the wall with sightings. We had a board up on the wall with people that contacted us. And, of course, a really? lot of them were contacting us uh, on anonymous names and accounts that didn't want us to know who they were. I mean, you name it. It was it was an incredible experience. And I have to say that I... That's I, really cool. It, it was really cool. But at the same time, it was pretty freaky because we started getting followed. Not only yeah. me... Yeah, Patrick, oh, really? Renee, Mike, we started getting followed by what looked like government cars. And they were supposedly involved really? in all this. Yes, sir. Darren says, they sound damn terrifying, and you hear a lot of people that take shots at them and connect, but these things don't seem to be faced by it. You're exactly right. We were told that even though we were... I've heard that too. You know, that, that rifle that, that you saw me with on the video is a 416 Remington Magnum Safari rifle. It's a dangerous game rifle. And even at that... America. Yeah. Even at that, I was told it's probably not enough. And that thing will put down a, a charging bull elephant. I've heard that too. So, I mean, these these are apex predators. I've heard people. the same thing, man. Uh... My dad is, he's been, uh, you know, he told me a story about he was in the woods one night and, uh, you know, sn sniffing flowers and stuff and whatnot and pine trees. And um, he heard something over and it sounded like a bull, like a cow, something big like that. And he just, he unloaded, you know, shots on it from 12 gauge and it 
he still heard it. So well, he retreated. He's like, no, screw this. I'm out of here. Well, what we're going to do is we, we've got to take a quick little break. And uh, I'm going to play a little werewolf song for you guys. You know, kind of like adds to the mood of what we're talking about. And uh, we'll be back on as soon as this uh, little Eddie, tune finishes. I might have to duck out. I might, I might have to duck out. Uh, as you can see, uh, little mama just got back. Hey, little and, mama. Uh, she's been on the road 10 hours, kids. All my, he says, hey, little mama. 12 and a half hours. 12 and a half hours. Bring wow. my little cospelettes down to buy. So all my kids are below Highway 90 right now. They're <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with Ruga Roos tonight. All righty. So, well, listen, y'all take um, care. Be safe. And, uh, and when we come back, everybody, I'll be jumping back on. James, you can say goodbye. And uh, we'll catch you on tomorrow. Absolutely, sir. And uh, everybody, you know, pay attention to what Eddie's talking about because this shit is real. It's out there, man. It's real. And uh, Eddie, I'll keep up with you guys on the chat, but uh, I'm fixing to have to go uh, just do a little bit of cooking here, buddy. All right. So, well, get out there and hit that guys. kitchen. Thanks Adios. For hanging out. See you next time. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Yes, we'll be back here in just a few. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Eddie Hill, and I'm your host for Paranormal Analytical. James Toops had to uh, step out in case you missed it, and uh, he will be back with us tomorrow on Political Analytical. So, um, yeah, back to the back to the Rougarou, man. Let me tell you, that is some uh, terrifying stuff. We had a heck of a time for months. For months, this thing went on dealing with this type of information i mean and i have like i said i mean at the very beginning i i really didn't uh i didn't believe too much in the werewolf i didn't believe too much in dogman or rougarou you know I, I really thought it was more of a myth than anything but 
I think the longer I dove into this rabbit hole, the longer I was actually um, looking at what everybody was telling me, it was really eye-opening. It was a really big eye-opening experience that these things really exist. I have to say that it really opened my eyes when it came to uh, having to deal with these uh, these creatures. And, and then when we turned around and we decided we were going to start doing a documentary series dealing with the Rougarou, I thought, you know, this is going to be really cool, but what if we actually run into something like this? I mean, that, you know, that can actually happen. And honestly, I don't think that would uh, be a, a good thing if we did jump, if, if we did uh, get into it, if, if we did find one. You know, even though we're, we were heavily armed while we were out, you know, doing that uh, pilot, I have to say it can get pretty uh, spooky at night up in the woods when you're dealing with these creatures. Uh, we heard howling. We heard gunshots in the woods. We were chased by something. Uh, you can see where we took off. We weren't really sure what it was that, that was behind us or what was in those woods, but we didn't stick around to find out. A lot of people told us, you know, well, you're armed. Why did, why did you take off running? Well, because honestly, we didn't feel like we were armed enough, I should say. These are not creatures that you can play around with. We, talked, we spoke to another lady one time that was telling us a story where she actually saw a fight between a Bigfoot and a Dogman, and the Bigfoot lost an arm. And uh, when you're talking about two cryptids of that size, when you're talking about a Bigfoot, just knowing how big these things normally are that people see, and losing an arm, I mean, that's, you know, that's that's got to be pretty terrifying. Uh, Darren says, yeah, I thought people were crazy too, but you only have to listen to some of the witnesses and they are just too genuine. What witness, uh, that witness you spoke to was a police officer, right, Eddie? Yeah, he was. He was a police officer and he's dealt with a lot of bear calls. And I have to say that was the tipping point for me when I started, when I spoke to him and you could hear the fear in his voice when he was talking about his running with this thing. Very, very, uh, he was very emotional. He, he was very emotional when he was telling me the story. He almost started crying when he was telling me, which uh, uh, it, it hit me pretty hard, you know, to, to see that these things are are real, or at least the people telling the stories believe they're real. They, if, whether they are or not, you know, personally, I've never seen one. Uh, but speaking to the witnesses, they they truly believe what they saw, and they truly believe that what they saw was real. I mean, you have to take it for face value until it can be proven otherwise. As far as I'm concerned, there's something out there. James says, I wonder how many police reports are taken in the South. You know, I don't know. I don't know if there's, uh, if they take the reports when something like that pops out or if they're like, you know, just don't go back in the woods, you know, and, and just kind of like leave it at that. I know there's a lot of police officers that have, taking reports on ufos and things of that nature that they don't report it they don't even write it up i've had two ufo sightings as a police officer not that not that i saw while i was on duty but that were reported to me 
And I did make a report on both of them because you never know. What if? I mean, when I showed up at the location, I didn't see anything. I didn't find anything. But what if? You know, so I, I went ahead and did a report. And, you know, you would think, you know, the other officers would look kind of funny at you, but they really didn't. They're like, wow, I wish I'd have had that call. And a lot of them uh, are pretty supportive of the paranormal and of things that go bump in the night. So that was a kind of a good thing. James, I don't know if you're still listening, but what other kind of reports have you had while you were out there in the in them swampy woods in New Orleans? And uh, Darren, do you have anything up there in New Zealand uh, that's like a, a werewolf or a dogman type creature? You know, it's, uh, I don't know, it, it's, it's an interesting topic and I can't wait till we start filming more. If we can somehow capture something on video at a safe distance i think that would be pretty cool as well uh, but a lot of the areas that these dogmen are seen are also areas where bigfoots have been spotted so i'm wondering if the two aren't kind of getting confused or mixed up or or maybe they both inhabit the same areas who knows i think there's a good chance in the areas that we're going to be at that we're going to see one or the other or maybe even both so i mean that that can be kind of an interesting thing to to check out there's a website also you guys can go to i'm going to give it a plug just because it's a really well put together website dogmen dogmenencounters.com if you go to dogmenencounters.com you can get on there and uh listen to some of the dogmen stories that are uh that are or that are told and there's a lot of them and it's real interesting. They also have Bigfoot Eyewitness Radio. That's there as well. And uh, they've got merch like t-shirts and things like that. So I got to give them a plug because they got a lot of good information on there. And uh, I think you guys will really enjoy it. But uh, dogmenencounters.com, check it out. Go listen to some of those stories. They're crazy. And uh, James says here, uh, just odd folks talking about the things in the woods. And for the kids to stay away from there when it turns night. Kind of like the boogeyman story. Yeah? Yeah, kind of like the boogeyman story. Uh, Darren says, no, nothing like that, but I did interview a witness from America. Changed his life. Wow. And and I can see that actually happening. Darren says, oh, yeah, that site is great. And uh, James says, if you want a tour guide down there, let me know. I know the places they speak about, plus can show you the good stuff nobody talks about. So if y'all ever go to Louisiana, get a hold of James before you go, if you want to go on a tour, so he can uh, set you up. Because there's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, we did, uh, when we were down there, we spoke to a lot of uh, vampires and things of that nature as well while we were down there. That's a lot of crazy stuff. And... uh yeah, you know, the vampire world in uh, New Orleans is something else. I mean, I'm sure James can tell you quite a bit more about it, but it's uh, it, it's uh, it's crazy, <laughs> not odd. Old folks, odd old. It's all the same, James. It's all good. Hell, we're odd and we're old. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, you know, to to do that documentary. Uh, Miguel Cantu from AlterVision Studios. He's our director and producer for Paranormal Analytical. He's the one that's going to be filming uh, the Deadly Dogmen. 
and uh <laughs> and uh it's uh james says oh my god no it's a crazy place and uh so he's gonna be with us he doesn't want to be but you know he holds the camera so guess what mike you get to be on the tour with us well not tour but the investigation Darren says, there are just too many witnesses for it to be just a myth. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and the more people you talk to about it, the the more you're going to hear some of these stories and you hear the intensity in their voice when they actually tell you about something they ran into and the fear. The fear is what gets you. It's when you see the fear in their eyes or the fear in their voices when they're talking and you can hear their voices starting to tremble. When they're telling you about how they didn't think they were going to make it out of there alive i mean there's a lot of crazy stuff and and like i said before a lot of these creatures dogmen are not dogmen all the time from what we understand they're people it's a lot kind of like the skinwalkers but different kind of like the skinwalkers but different skinwalkers yeah they can turn into a wolf they can turn into a coyote they can uh, be a bird or whatever the case might be, but they're still not dogmen. They're still not eight foot tall, nine foot tall, five to 700 pounds, and you know, able just to rip a man in half without even really trying. Uh, these are creatures that think, they move, they communicate with others, they're stealthy. They're a complete killing package, apex predator. And that's what makes it so dangerous to be out in the woods when you're looking for these things to try and capture on film. It's the fact that you might find one. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty crazy. I, I think you guys are really gonna like documentaries once we're done. We're gonna probably have around eight or ten uh, of the documentaries put together and uh, where we're out and about we're talking to witnesses we're investigating we're getting places lined up right now as we even speak so hopefully we can get this done before uh, we all get locked down once again and uh, can't get out or do anything which is just unbelievable and uh, I don't think it's going to stop the dogmen from getting out and about but it's going to it may put a damper or hindrance on us getting out and, and videotaping this kind of stuff but we're still looking forward to uh, getting out there and, and doing this work because we really believe in it. And I think you all are going to enjoy it just because of how much we do believe in it. Let's see here. Darren says, when you were getting shadowed by government types, did you receive any warnings? Yes, we did. As a matter of fact, Darren, uh, the friend of mine who I tell you about, who I don't... Uh, uh, share who that person is with anybody uh, is online and uh, they've contacted me and told me basically to stick with ghosts and UFOs and stay away from dogmen that they're basically taking care of it um, James says you have to check out Laurel Valley I'm not sure what Laurel Valley is and uh, Highway 308 super active uh, super active with what James but yeah I mean we were getting warnings and uh, I had inside information on the warnings uh, Patrick 
uh, that was the first time I'd ever seen Patrick freaking out enough to go buy a gun. And uh, he carried it everywhere he went. Me, I'm always packing. Uh, I tried to confront one of them at one point in time. Went to approach with an AR-15. And uh, they exited the area pretty quickly. I didn't even get a chance to get the plate. But that tells me that they were there and they were up to no good. But we were being watched for quite a long time. And then once we backed off, everything pretty much fell to the wayside. And uh, it went from 100 miles an hour down to about two. And we're not real sure why it did that, but it did. And we were left with a lot of information, a lot of unanswered questions. And that's another reason why we decided we wanted to go ahead and do the documentary as well. Because... There are a lot of things that we need to try and figure out as far as what these things are. You know, you see documentaries all the time on Bigfoot. Investigations all the time on Bigfoot. You don't see any on Dogmen. And the reason being is because it's so dangerous. It's such a dangerous investigation. You know, you got to figure it's Bigfoot with a bunch of teeth. You know, even though Bigfoot could pummel you to death, this thing can shred you to pieces. And that is, yeah, Darren, it is. that He says, wow, that's spooky. And it is very spooky. But these things can shred you to pieces. There's been hunters that were armed that have been found out in the woods, literally shredded. I mean, parts everywhere, you know. Uh, and you would think, well, maybe it was a bear attack or maybe it was a mountain lion attack. But even mountain lions and bears don't shred their prey like this. Uh, it's, you know, like they weren't eaten. They were just shredded. It makes you wonder what it was that did that. And there's hunters and, and, and campers and hikers that turn up missing. People on mountain bikes, gone. Uh, just disappear. And if you look on 411, there's a lot of heat. They even speak a lot about the possibilities of could it be a Bigfoot or something to that effect or a dogman. Because there's just so many oddities when people turn up missing that it's almost impossible to try and figure out. James says, Lars Valley is a slave plantation with standing slave quarters in the swamp. Google map it and use the satellite view. I've been there in the middle of the night. You will get evidence even in the daytime. Ooh, so that's kind of a pretty cool haunt. Somebody look that up real quick, Darren, or or, or uh, somebody pull that up real quick and, and tell us what you see on that. <clears throat> but, you know, it, it's, a, it's a different world when you do these uh, documentaries. But I hope you all enjoyed the documentary that I played for you because that, uh, that was pretty intense when we were out there. And it definitely keeps you on your toes. A lot of uh, unknowns, a lot of uh, crazy things that happen. And, uh, but I have to say it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So anyway, I'm going to leave you with that because we are just about out of time. But keep in mind, dogmen, they're real. I didn't believe it at first. I believe it now. 
and we're going to be doing a documentary on this and we're going to be checking it out and uh james says laurel valley i i'm not even going to try and pronounce that Theo boo uh theo brew louisiana i guess I, i'm not even sure how to pronounce that okay james you got me on that one but uh anyway y'all just spell it and and put it into google maps and see what you come up with but remember do some uh do some investigating your own on on dogmen sightings look them up on the on the internet you'll be amazed at what you find and you'll be amazed at the stories you'll hear of the encounters that people have with dogmen and uh keep a watch because when our videos come out it's going to be really neat and james you know you're going to have to go man i'm sorry T. Boudot. Uh, Danielle says, T. Boudot. Okay. Well, we just had a lesson in Cajun. So now we're all coon asses. T. Boudot. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm not much of a coon ass, but I'll tell you what. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And yes, James, you are going. So prepare. Uh, when we get out there and uh, we've got some other investigations that are going to be coming up that we're going to be going live on we're going to be uh, doing one here real soon at a uh, mason lodge which is haunted uh, it's really a very cool old house uh, from the 1800s three floors and uh, I've heard some EVPs that came out of there that were just super creepy so we're going to be doing an investigation there uh, hopefully we'll be able to go and do an investigation with James team here pretty soon. And, uh, plus we've got, uh, the dogman, uh, deal that we're going to be doing. Darren Woodlock says, uh, really looking forward to your documentary. Looks awesome. Darren, we appreciate it. And we're going to do our best to try and get that knocked out, but I don't know if we're going to be able to before all this crap locks down, but we're going to try. And, uh, like I said, until next time, everybody. Y'all stay safe. Be careful. Keep your eyes to the sky. Let us know if you encounter or see anything weird or out of the ordinary so that we can put it out for everybody. And uh, enjoy and have yourself a great rest of the Saturday night. Be safe, everyone.